Welcome to The Data Room, where we share best practices and actionable tips on being a data-driven company, or as we call it, data first. If you're a B2B revenue leader looking to scale your growth stage business, come and join experienced CEO and tech founder Scott Stauffer in The Data Room. Welcome to The Data Room. I am Heather Kitas, and this is Scott Stauffer, CEO and co-founder of Scale Matters. Today, we're going to talk about the unspoken connection between data and company valuation. So the title of our podcast, The Data Room, is a play on the investor data room. So that's usually the point where companies are providing a series of due diligence, documents, and data to show investors that, yes, their company is actually investable. So today, Scott, let's talk about data and fundraising. Um, When a company is looking to raise its next round of funding, in your experience, what are investors particularly looking for? So investors initially get excited about a uh, prospective investment because of the historical performance of the company, and, and that's usually measured in terms of revenue growth. But as a safe harbor saying goes, historical performance is not necessarily a good indicator of future performance. So during the due diligence process, investors are basically looking for two things. First, they actually want to confirm that the alleged historical performance is actually factual. Uh, But secondly, they want to gain as much understanding as they possibly can to inform their views of what future revenue growth might look like. And in order to achieve that, they will evaluate stuff like uh, market size, competitive differentiation, but they'll also look to understand the current state of the go-to-market engine and uh, its capacity to support near-term growth goals. Uh, And and to do that, they look at a bunch of things. Um, They look at... uh, customer acquisition costs, what we call CAC, uh, which is a measure of overall efficiency at acquiring new customers. They look at pipeline performance, uh, conversion rates among every step of the lead-to-deal process, cycle times, sales ramp times, sales ramp capacity, the list goes on and on. But basically, uh, by looking at all of this data, uh, they're, they're effectively able to gain confidence in in their views of of what they think future growth will look like. Is there any potential of like bad data and can bad data impact, you know, how an investor looks at um, a company when they're kind of valuing? Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, well, of course, bad data implies there is data, but it isn't accurate. (laughs) And, and so, um, you know, that's a tricky one because it's not always going to be obvious to an investor that the data is bad. Um, you, you know, you often have to be particularly analytical, and a lot of investors have very analytical people, so so they, they, they'll probably find it. But, but they wouldn't always know that data is bad. What's, what's sort of more prevalent, uh, particularly for early stage and early growth stage companies, is there just isn't a lot of data. So I guess we'd call that missing data. In in either case, uh, the impact of bad or missing data, it manifests itself in two ways. First, it makes it harder uh, for these prospective investors to actually have confidence in their view of the future. Uh, Because 
without having the data to rely on, they're they're having to do more speculation and guessing than they're probably comfortable with. So 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 they basically may still draw this picture of what the future looks like, but but their confidence in it is not as high. But secondly, uh, bad and missing data is also typically a sign that the revenue engine is sort of not that professionalized or not that mature and that the leaders, the revenue leaders, uh, aren't managing with the level of precision that they otherwise could be. So both of these things add risk in the investor's eyes. And, of course, the um, uh, corollary of risk (laughs) is valuation. So the the higher the uh, perceived risk, the lower the investors are going to be willing to pay. So if they start getting into the due diligence and, and, and the data's a mess or it's non-existent, you know, it, it would not be uncommon for them to retrade on valuation uh, or, or even in the worst case, walk from a deal. Oh, I mean, that's, that's an insight that I think more companies need to pay attention to, that um, just because you're early stage or, or like early in your growth stage, you should be tracking some data. You, there shouldn't be missing data if you can help it. Um, the data that you should track should be pretty comprehensive, as much as it can be, right at this stage. Um, if you are, you know, if you are in that kind of situation, uh, Scott, what will be your recommendation for what type of data should you start to think about tracking if, you know, down the road you want to raise Series A, Series B, all that sort of good stuff. Sure. So. You know, I like to disconnect it from the fundraise, right? Because um, the the primary goal of a company is growth, either in revenue or profitability. Oh, sure. Uh, if you achieve that goal, the financing is going to be readily available. So, so a company mindset needs to be not so much what data do we need to have to get our financing done, but what data do we need to have to inform us in order to maximize our growth. And, um, you know, for early stage companies, the first thing that they really need to get mostly right is product market message fit. So they should go out of their way to surface data that helps them to converge on decent product market message fit. And, um, you know, the good news is uh, with so much of prospect engagement being done remotely these days, um, there's tools and there's capabilities, right? Uh, and we're big advocates, for example, of using conversation intelligence tools like Gong or Chorus, and then uh, configuring those tools with very granular trackers. We've talked in the past about granular data models. Um, you, you can uh, effectively put trackers into these tools that identify um, when certain things are said by prospects. And, and if you... Uh, put the energy or the effort into putting these very granular trackers into these um, tools, then these tools will be able to surface data for you that's hugely valuable around um, prospect profiles, uh, prospect priorities, their challenges, competitive dynamics. And this, this information then helps these earlier stage companies really quickly and, and, and sort of confidently hone their their ICP, their ideal customer profile, helps them tune their messaging, helps them optimize their competitive positioning. So, so, so we would say, you know, the earlier you are, 
the first thing you got to focus on is product market message fit and surfacing data to help Absolutely. you with that. Uh, as companies evolve, you know, maybe to growth stage, et cetera, maybe Series A, Series B type stuff, then it becomes super important to optimize your strategies, processes, and people because all of that, getting all that stuff tuned is what's going to drive maximum efficiency in, in uh, new customer, new logo acquisition. And, and this is where having a um, granular uh, data infrastructure to precisely measure each of these things uh, will allow the leadership teams to, you know, manage the environment with a lot more precision, uh, which will ultimately become a real competitive differentiator for them. I, I kind of love that breakdown between early stage versus growth stage. I think overall, just the idea that your revenue engine, so to speak, everybody's talking about the revenue engine now has to be holistic. And we've talked about this in the past. If it's not, you know, if all your strategies aren't in tune with each other and looking toward that goal of revenue, uh, customer acquisition, growth, then might be a little bit difficult to to scale and grow at the the rate you're looking forward to um, in the future. So I think that's all uh, really insightful stuff, Scott. And I think if you are kind of toying with the idea of wanting to grow, which I think all companies are, uh, you want to look at your data and understand if you are tracking data at a granular level. And if you're interested in trying to figure out how to make that work and looking for some recommendations, uh, here at Scale Matters, we offer a complimentary data integrity assessment. Just go to scalematters.com slash assessment. We'll uh, fill out the form and we'll work with you to figure out where your data gaps are and where you can improve on your data integrity and your data journey as it will. Um, Scott, thanks so much for the insights there. I, I think this is a great conversation about how data, it, it, like you said, it's not necessarily tied specifically to valuation, but if you can show growth with data, you'll be in a good spot to raise your, your next round of funding. Um, yeah, until the next time. I'm Heather, that's Scott. Thanks for joining us in the data room, and we'll see you in the next one. Thanks, Heather.